ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome in. It's the Friday, June 1st edition. Your drive begins now here on ESPN 94.1 FM and in 30. We got a lot to get into today. We're going to get an update from Charleston here in a few minutes. Dave Wilson's going to join us, give us an update on some of the action taking place earlier today and yesterday from the state tournament. Later on, we're going to hear from Garrett Cullen because right now there's a weather situation going on with the state tournament. The Class AA semifinal is on a rain delay. For those of you listening to the podcast, um, check WVMetroNews.com for the score on that if you haven't heard yet. But we'll hear from Garrett Cullen hopefully a little bit later on as well for an update on that situation if they're going to get that game in. But Dave will join us here in a few minutes, so we'll get an update from the West Virginia State Tournament. Of course, we've got your phone calls and Game 1 of the NBA Finals between the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors. Game went to overtime. Why? Why does this go to overtime? Because somebody's just not paying attention. Because J.R. Smith who's getting a lot of heat for this, did not know what the score was. Then he says he knows what the score was. I don't know. I watched it in disbelief myself. I didn't watch it delayed. I was looking at it. What? Scratching my head. Where are you going with this? The basket's right there. Go score. Win the game. No. It kind of looks like... He was looking for LeBron for a minute. Maybe he didn't know where LeBron was. I'm going to give the ball. Okay, I'm going to run the ball. What? What the heck happened? And in the middle of this, LeBron James just went goofy on Golden State. He scored every way you possibly could imagine. He had an amazing game. One of the best games I've ever seen him play in the finals. And that goes all the waste now because game one belongs to Golden State. They get into the overtime and outscore Cleveland 17-7. to They were not going to lose that. After that point where this game could have been over, they got the momentum. They just decided we're going to snap their necks. We're going to stomp them, and we're going to end this right now. We're not going to mess around. And Golden State just came out, and nobody could stop them, not even LeBron James. And you know the fun thing about watching the finals last night, game one? Draymond Green. If you're wanting a reason to watch this, if you're looking for a reason, one, can LeBron James go off again? He's got to do it at least four more times. Can LeBron be superhuman again and score, rebound, assist, help everybody out, get stupid numbers? Can he do that again and again and again and get them back in the series? That's the first reason why you watch this. The second reason is somebody put a black cape and a black hat and one of those 
old school bicycle type mustaches on Draymond Green. He can be the old school villain here, villain here because Draymond Green. Let me tell you, he's just getting away with murder out there. First of all, Draymond Green shouldn't have used some language he used with LeBron James. Called him a thing, questioning him. Don't call that. Don't, don't, no. Kids are watching. Let's not, language here, please, Draymond. Language. Just basically question LeBron's manhood in one swoop. So, all right, that's bold, Draymond. You're going to do that. That's very bold. But, all right, I'm with you so far. Let's see where this train goes. He mugs Jeff Green on the last play in regulation. Nothing happened. Nothing. Nobody did anything. Nothing. Then, in overtime, picks up a foul in overtime. And, of course, um, I don't know if I can describe the visuals we got there from Draymond. It took 30 seconds to do what he was doing. Of course, um, dropped um, dropped some words. Then he waved Tristan Thompson off the court. Thompson gets a flagrant two. Then... He just weighs him off the court, got to some clapping, dropping some language as well. He got, him, got, him, got shoved. That's, that's it. He got shoved. All right. And then you go to the press conference. Go to the press conference. Draymond Green, he was asked some questions. They were pressing him. And about the altercation, he said, I did nothing. Nothing. I didn't do anything. What's wrong here? And, of course, um, social media, he takes to Twitter, pointing out J.R. Smith's mess up. The tweet reads, you got to know the score. you got to know the score. Just, you got to know the score. And um, he also added um, that... Yeah, I guess you're looking for LeBron. I would have been looking for LeBron too. Just because that moment in the finals, game one, where JR is running away from the basket, moving the ball away from the basket, whatever you want to call it, that moment, and LeBron's just looking at him like, what are you doing? LeBron looked at him like he was John. You know, you, you see the movie John Wick? You know, spoiler the dog dies. LeBron was looking at J.R. Smith like he shot his dog. What are you doing? That's crazy. And, of course, I think that made this game more entertaining because now I want to see game two. I had some fatigue on this. Warriors, Cavaliers, all right, let's do this again. I'm not into it as much, but I'm going to watch. Now I want to watch. Game two, because I want to see what happens when J.R. Smith is out on the court, how long he's out on the court. I want to see LeBron, if he's just going to be dejected and go, I can't do this, 
I'm done with these guys, or if LeBron is going to go, all right, I've been doing it all season long, get on my back, let's go, I'm going to carry you again, and just go out there and do even more insane stuff. That's the, that's the show right now. It's not the game, it's LeBron. It's LeBron, how much more can he do? How much more is he doing? What height will he have to reach to get the Cavaliers over the hump and beat the Golden State Warriors? That's the show. It's not who wins or loses. It's because the game itself, I mean, the game was good. Ratings are a little down, but they're still up compared to other finals, game one. It's not the highest rated game one between Golden State and Cleveland, but the ratings, even though they're a little down, not down compared to other years. So take that for what you will. Are we tired of this? I think not. Not after last night. We turn our attention now to Charleston. When we come back from break, we're going to hear from Dave Wilson. We'll talk to him about what's happening with the state tournament. Later on, we'll try to get an update on the rain situation that's going on with Garrett Cullen, who is also part of West Virginia Metro News' coverage of the state tournament. That's all when we come back from break here. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back. I'm your host, Paul Swan. It's the Friday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And all day long in the capital city, the West Virginia High School Baseball Tournament has been going on. And one of the many voices you'll hear on the coverage on WVMetroNews.com is our very good friend, Dave Wilson, who joins us now. And Dave, already been a a pretty interesting day. And uh, if you would, recap us on what we've seen so far. Well, where, would you like me to start to with yesterday, or you want me to start with today, Paul? Uh, let's go with. I can hi- start wherever you want. Let's go with yesterday to lead into today. You know, we'll do okay. that. Let's go with that. Okay. Well, yesterday was the AAA semifinal ball games. Uh, first ball game of the day was Hurricane and Martinsburg. That was an eight inning ball game. Extra innings needed, and you know, the Redskins coming into that game, the number one seed. And you just can never count out a Martinsburg team. Hurricane, though, committed four errors in the ballgame, Paul, and that was, it was crucial. Martinsburg was able to take advantage of those and keep this game close. It never felt like, it never felt like Hurricane was out of control of the game, but they just couldn't put it away. But the Redskins able to play to run the bottom of the eighth. They win game one, six, five. Game two last night, you had the defending champion St. Albans Red Dragons taking on Wheeling Park. Masterful pitching game, uh, masterful game pitched last night by both pitchers, actually. Jake Carr for St. Albans. How about this line, Paul? He goes seven innings, gives up one hit, no earned runs, strikes out 13, and gets saddled with the loss in the ball game. Wheeling Park's Zach Hickman went four and a third. He strikes out five, does not give up a run. Wheeling Park wins that game one nothing on one hit. Uh, that hit didn't even come in the inning that Wheeling Park scored in. They got a runner on base uh, who was hit by a pitch, followed by a walk, then a double steal attempt. St. Albans throws the ball into left field. The run scores, and that was the only run scored in that ball game. So Wheeling Park knocks off the defending champs last night. So tomorrow, Class AAA will have St. Albans, or not St. Albans, they got beat. Wheeling Park taking on Hurricane for the Class AAA title. Double A this morning. 
had another great ball game. Bridgeport and James Monroe, the Indians, of course, going for five state titles in a row, had their work cut out for them. Bridgeport wins it in the bottom of the seventh. Ryan Goff, a freshman, comes to the plate, runner in scoring position, hits a base hit back up the middle to plate the game-winning run. Bridgeport over James Monroe, 4-3. That was a rematch of last year's semifinal. And, and again, in this ball game, mistakes came back to play a big part. Bridgeport scored three unearned runs and ends up winning it 4-3. So mistakes have been a, been a factor in all the ball games today. And later tonight, we got the class single-A matchups. Charleston Catholic, the defending champs, taking on Moorfield out of Hardy County and later Ravenswood and Wheeling Central. So it's been a full day, plus we've been trying to dodge raindrops throughout much of the day as well. Yeah, talk to me about that. The weather has uh, not been kind <laughs> to the state tournament. It, You know, yesterday we got off to a late start. There was a big thunderstorm cell approaching, and it never quite got here. There was lightning, there were storms, there was rain all around us here at the ballpark. Never really rained here, so we got started about an hour and a half, maybe two hours late. And uh, here today, we've had some intermittent showers and some more steadier rain as well that we've been trying to uh, work around. But it, it's nothing that's sticking around long. It's just those, you know, it's humid, it builds up, and then you get a thunderstorm. So just you got to play through it and play around it. Dave Wilson's our guest, of course. All of this action can be found when the weather allows on uh, WVMetroNews.com. <laughs> and uh, how's that been going so far? Uh, I've been watching a lot of the coverage, and I don't think there are uh, too many states that have their high school baseball tournament uh, broadcast in such quality as uh, you guys are doing for the state tournament here in West Virginia. Yeah, I wish I had more to do with that, Paul, but... <laughs> They just give me a microphone, and, and I go. The guys, uh, Dan Lohman leads that crew uh, back in the truck, and they do a they do an outstanding job. And their goal is to provide, uh, you know, the same level of quality that you're going to find on a, an ESPN3 broadcast, you know, that, that type of a telecast. Um, you know, it's HD quality. They put it out there, and you try to showcase these kids and, and make it feel big time. And, and they do a great job with it. There's a whole crew of guys down here. And uh, like I said, I wish I had more to do with it, but I, I really just try to stay out of their way. You could take a little credit, Dave, just a little. It's okay. <laughs> okay, I'll take a little bit of credit. A little bit, but not much. Dave Wilson's our They'll guest. They'll get mad at me and they won't let me back on the air if I do that. Fair enough. Dave Wilson's our guest from WV Metro News. Uh, the state tournament is going on now in Charleston. There will be more action coming up tonight, and Dave will be a part of that. I was watching a little bit of the coverage throughout the day. Um, weather's kind of hurt this tournament a little bit as well as far as the crowds. You, you still have the, the dedicated, the fans are coming out, the friends and family. But for the most part, it seems like the weather's kind of kept some folks away who normally would be out there at the ballpark right now. Uh, it, to be honest, they've been pretty good. I mean, last night you had Hurricane and St. Albans, two very local teams playing. They both drew big crowds. Uh, you know, Martinsburg, you know, Paul, it's, it's a five-hour drive get here from martinsburg you're just not going to get a whole lot of people here but all things considered it's been well attended and folks have been treated to uh, uh some entertaining baseball it's a shame though this uh is not getting a play elsewhere in the state as far as uh, options uh, you've got a great ballpark in 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 morgantown in the area and west virginia university has a fantastic facility that decided not to to bid that out um with that said, uh, you anticipate since I've got you here, since now that process has opened up more, we're going to see more baseball in Charleston, or you think this is eventually going to move somewhere else? 
well, last year there, I mean, Morgantown had prepared the, the, the chamber of commerce up there and the city of Morgantown and, and Montegallia County had, had prepared a bid and, and was ready to throw their hat in the ring, if you will, for an opportunity to host this baseball tournament and some discussions were taking place. And, you know, this is the same week as the NCAA regionals. And, you know, WVU has an up-and-coming baseball program, and Coach Randy Mazie has done a fine job to elevate the expectations there. And there becomes an issue, okay, if you dedicate Mon County Ballpark to the state tournament, what happens if WVU's in the top 25 and has an opportunity to host an NCAA regional? Now you have a conflict. Who, who budgets? Who moves? So uh, after some discussions there with all the stakeholders, you know, Morgantown pulled its bid out. And uh, so for the foreseeable future, you know, it's going to stay here at Appalachian Power Park. It, it's, a, it's, it's a great ballpark. They do a great job here. It's, a, it's an outstanding venue for a ball game, and uh, it's going to be here for a while. Dave Wilson's our guest from West Virginia's flagship of video streaming <laughs> the high school state tournament, WV Metro News. And of course, you've got action later on this evening and throughout the weekend. You can catch all that at WVMetroNews.com. Uh, I understand correctly, we're going to get Garrett Cullen on the show a little bit later on to give us an update on what's happening with Wayne since, well, weather's kind of damper on that game earlier today. And uh, Garrett's going to give us an update on the final there a little bit later on as well. So that's big time, man. We get Garrett on the show I, today. I mean, I got I, you I, and I, Garrett. You might as well just retire now, Paul. I'm good. I mean, he, he's the hardest working man in media, and he's carved out a few minutes just for you. So, you know, and I had to talk him into it, too. I really had to pull some strings here for you. Well, I can see that. I mean, come on. After all, <laughs> he, he's second only to Fred Persinger. So, yeah, I get that completely. <laughs> well, Fred's still too expensive, you know, his talent fees. Yeah, I mean, Caridi's got his own thing at six, so, you know, I'm not even going to try that. So it's Persinger and then Colin. Yeah. I mean, you're a solid third, man. Don't don't discount yourself, but... (laughs) I mean, again, Fred Persinger, the only man I know on a high school football Friday night that can order a pizza in Huntington and have it hot and ready... 30 minutes or less in Morgantown where he does the show from. That That is actually my career goal, Paul, is to achieve that level of success right there. It'll happen for you, my friend. It'll happen. <laughs> doing doing shows like this will help. And, uh, you know, <laughs> get the word out about about young Dave Wilson. and, and his, no, thank, his, thank you for that, by the way. Hey, young Dave Wilson. I appreciate that. Hey, no problem, man. Of course, I'm going to see plenty of you come football <laughs> season. Uh, so, uh, We'll get the, we'll get plenty of you, and uh, we'll um, we'll definitely uh, we'll have fun. All right, sounds good, buddy. All right, Dave Wilson, our guest, WV Metro News. Uh, catch all the action now, wvmetronews.com. Uh, Garrett Cullen's going to join us here in a little bit, and we'll get updated on the rest of the action. Weather has been plaguing the state tournament just a degree, but you can follow all that action now on their website. More on the way. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday edition of the show. Let's welcome to the program now. We've hyped him up uh, with um, Dave Wilson just a few minutes ago. This is probably the most hyped up appearance for anybody. Garrett, <laughs> Garrett Cullen joining us from, uh, from Metro News. and uh, 
I don't I don't know any of that hype is warranted, but hi uh, Paul, how you, how you doing, man? I'm good. Um, we um, we rank you according to uh, whatever Metro News uh, power rankings we can come up with. Uh, second, sure. Second only to okay. Fred Persinger. Well, that Fred should be number one, absolutely. He should probably be one and two. You think? Put me down at distant uh, distant three. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's that's <laughs> fair. Um, and you know the old old joke is. Um, I made Fred laugh one time. I told him, I said, you know, Fred, you're the only guy I know who could order a pizza from Huntington, have it delivered on a Friday high school game night in Morgantown in 30 minutes, and it'd be hot. <laughs> That's fair. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. So um, we're just hanging out right now because um, we've been trying to find out what's happening locally here with the Wayne Pioneers and go to the website, and all I see is rain and, and tarps. What's happening? I uh, know that's all we've seen for the past hour or so. I mean, this thing was was moving along there for a while. A good one between Frankfurt and Wayne, tied up at six apiece here. As we're still awaiting the ninth inning, so we're into extra innings. But uh, had to bring the tarp out at the end of the eighth. Uh, got through one storm and uh, cleared up a little bit, and it came out and did some work on the field and saw another storm cell moving in. So they put the tarp back down, and it's been raining now for the past twenty minutes or so. So. Uh, we're still waiting on that to clear up and then hopefully finish this game later tonight. And then depending upon how long this thing goes, if it's a quick finish or if it goes another, what, five, six innings, uh, will depend on whether we can get those other two single-leg games coming up uh, later tonight. You've got uh, Moorefield and Charleston Catholic, Wheeling Central and Ravenswood scheduled for those semifinals coming up this evening, but uh, still waiting on the result of this Frankfurt and Wayne game. And, and we almost had a, a couple of endings to it. Uh, Frankfurt had a, an error, a throwing error from third base, the bottom of the sixth inning that allowed ultimately allowed a couple of Wayne runs to score. Uh, so Wayne then was leading and going into the top of the seventh. They had a 6-4 to four lead. They had two outs, so down to just one more out to advance to the state championship game. And you had another error there uh, from Wayne that, opened the door and allowed a couple of runs for Frankfurt to score. So fitting that uh, we're tied up at six apiece, both teams, uh, several errors. Uh, Frankfurt has three errors on the day. Wayne has four errors. And uh, we really came into this one, Paul hyping the pitching matchup. Wyatt Milam for Wayne uh, came into this state tournament with 117 strikeouts and 58 and two third innings. Of course, the freshman standout, six foot five, 230 pounds. Uh, and uh, he went five and two-thirds today, gave up four runs, three of those earned, had six strikeouts. The other side of that, he also had six walks, so that certainly hurt him. But the other side of that was Blake Wasson. He's a Kent State recruit. Uh, he had a really good effort, five and two-thirds innings. Uh, did give up five runs, only three of those earned, walked three, and struck out eight. So the talk was around the pitching coming into this, but really the story has kind of been on, on some sloppy play, both sides of the ball, and then some sloppy weather as well uh, as uh, we're in the – Eighth inning, still pending a finish later today. What are these kids doing right now? They're trying to stay off boredom or at least uh, stay focused. Yeah, right now you've got just Wayne sitting in the dugout. A couple players to have uh, their hands, their, their head on on their hands, to kind of just sitting around. Really, that's, that's all you can do. Uh, Frankfurt's got a couple of kids outside of the dugout, but just waiting and, and hoping for things to clear. And the, the rain has mostly cleared at the moment and i'm not sure if, if there's another cell on the way and we're, we're waiting for that uh but hopefully here we can uh, get the tarp removed and and have another effort here pretty soon how much of this is just uh, trying to protect that field compared to the weather being not playable 
Well, I, I think really you're just wanting to, to find an open window where you can actually get it in. You don't want to start it back up and then 15 minutes in, I have to pull them off again and uh, remove the tarp and and, uh, and have another long waiting period. I mean, we saw that a couple of years ago. You get back to 2016, that single-A state championship game between Wheeling Central and Wahama. Uh, those two teams uh, had done their warm-ups. We had uh, National Anthem, I believe, was played. We went through all of that, and then a storm came, so they, they cleared uh, everything off the field. We had a big, long delay, and then came back, played five more innings, and uh, had another rain delay come in the middle of that one, and, and that that game was stretched out through the out the entire day. But the better thing, I guess, about that scenario was it was on Saturday, and you only had three games to get in. I mean, we're still uh, on game number two that we started at 10 a.m. Of course, with, with Bridgeport uh, beating James Monroe four to three on a walk off. That was a really good, entertaining game earlier today. But we're still on our second game after starting at 10 a.m. And news for you, Paul: the uh, the guys are coming out. And uh, getting ready to pull the top, the tarp off the field for a second straight time. So uh, we'll see if we can uh, get a little closer here to starting up. Of course, everyone can right now go to wvmetronews.com and watch that, and you can even probably watch the untarping of the field if you're interested in that. <laughs> it's really, really riveting video of pulling the tarp off the field. Yeah, hey, but you can do it. You can watch it. That that's been half the fun right now. Just watching uh, <laughs> the, the West Virginia Power crew maintain that field. That's um, it's ground level stuff. There, you don't get that on most sports broadcasts. That's true. Absolutely, you're right. So if this one gets done tonight, then uh, they're going to make a decision hopefully sooner than later if we're going to get the single A in. What's the fallback plan if they're not going to get single A in? Yeah, and I believe uh, that if, if they can't get both single A games then the, the potential backup plan is uh, to move those single A games then to tomorrow morning, and you would have to move uh, the double A and triple A titles to tomorrow afternoon, and then that would push the single A championship back to Sunday. Uh, so that's kind of the reserve backup plan if you can't get those last two single-A games in. But hopefully uh, we can get playing back here in double-A, have a quick finish to this double-A game and still have enough time to get both of those single-A games in. Has there been any thought past Sunday, just in case the weather is not cooperating with the West Virginia Power coming back, they play on Tuesday, but uh, they'll be back in town, so I'm sure they're going to want to use the field as well for their preparations. Yeah, and I think they've got an event actually going on on Monday here. They're not playing until Tuesday, but uh, they've got an event that they're doing here on Monday, so they're going to be using the facilities. So I, I, I've not heard any contingency in, in terms of pushing it back to Monday. Obviously, they would, they'd like to get it done by Saturday, and, and right now I think that they could get it done by Sunday. But you're right, there's, there's rain in the forecast uh, throughout even this evening, tomorrow and Sunday. So who knows really when we can get these games in, but uh, they're going to do their best to get it in. Uh, this weekend rather than having to bleed into next week. All the coverage on the website, wvmetronews.com, and uh, if you're watching, you get to see the tarp come off just moments ago. <laughs> and, and now um, you can uh, hopefully hear, uh, shortly hear the, uh, the voice of Fred Persinger again, uh, grace the, uh, the video stream and airwaves across the state. Uh, that, have you seen anything this crazy? I mean, it, it just feels like... Um, you can't get anywhere ahead here with these things this season. Yeah, I know that the whole year has been this way. I mean, you go back to the end of March and uh, what the weather was still really cold. We were getting snow there the last couple of weeks of March, even I think the first week of April. 
Uh, teams were struggling to get games in with the rain after that. Like the final two weeks of the regular season were really good uh, weather-wise. And uh, uh, then we got into the postseason. And even Frankfurt, who's in this game right now, they had trouble in sectional play over there in the Eastern Panhandle. Getting games in over there, I mean, they only, Petersburg in their section only had one loss, and it was a 15-1 to loss to Frankfurt, but they were scheduled to play again to complete that section, uh, but they weren't able to get it in because of the rain. They had flooding on both fields and couldn't get it in. You've got two weeks to complete your sectionals. They weren't able to get it in because of the rain. So this has been a trend throughout the entire season. So it's probably fitting in, in a terrible way that the, the state tournament is being filled with uh, these weather issues as well. Now, for everyone who's keeping eye on the video stream, the, the website's the best place to get, the best place to go first, wvmetronews.com. And uh, the goal was to get this one in tonight and then uh, just uh, stay listening to us or stay uh, on the website. Garrett will probably post something or somebody will have something to detail all of this. <laughs> uh, Dave, yeah, talk to you up, man. Uh, <laughs> he said you're I paid the... him too. I gave him I gave him fifty bucks after that interview. So uh, just to say those things, I'm glad he got it all in there. Oh, he did. He he basically said you're the okay. hardest working man. Um, well, it's, I don't know if that's true, but that's awfully nice. Awfully nice of him to say. <laughs> Look, it's hard to get a compliment out of Dave Wilson, so take it, please. Just run, run with. We'll take it and run. I'm with you. Garrett Collins, our guest uh, from Metro News, and more coverage on the website, wvmetronews.com. Garrett, good talking to you, and uh, let's hope we can get this one in and hopefully the uh, single-A games as well, if the weather permits. Absolutely, Paul, anytime. That's Garrett Cullen. He covers high school and more at wvmetronews.com. We'll come back, hopefully get your phone calls in at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Coming up tonight, we've got Pirates Baseball. This weekend, we've got the Cavaliers, and of course, we've got Stanley Cup Game 3. All that action can be heard right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, if you listen to the show any length, you know sometimes uh, I like to figure out what's going on with the sports media rights of the world, the streaming platforms, the television rights holders. Just keep an eye on that stuff. And yesterday... Great deal for another league not named Conference USA. As you know, ESPN's putting together really nice content package for ESPN+. And a lot of that has been mid-major college sports. That's been a big deal for the streaming platform. Marshall and Conference USA would qualify for mid-major status. And so you've seen ESPN pick up Sunbelt Games. They've got an eight-year extension with them. They've got a 10-year deal with the Ivy League. Now they've got a really big deal. They are going to stream more than 500 conference events annually with the Atlantic 10. That's a big deal. If you're the Atlantic 10, all of a sudden you're going to get all of your content on ESPN+. Now this is a uh, relationship that's already in place. But they're extending their relationship. Now, starting with this season, ESPN Plus is going to carry 330 men's and women's basketball contests. Also, they're going to have 16 games on the linear networks. That's on the air. So 
there'll be some games there. ESPN Plus is also going to stream two opening first round games, uh, opening round games from the men's basketball tournament and four quarterfinals from the women's tournament. ESPN Plus is going to offer Atlantic 10 men's and women's soccer, field hockey, volleyball, baseball, softball, and lacrosse. I think that's a big deal for both. Now, you're talking about the Atlantic 10, right? It's not going to be the SEC. It's not going to be the ACC. Definitely not going to be any of those power conferences. But I think what ESPN Plus is doing is instead of, all right, we're going to swing for the big home run here, we're going to get some singles, some doubles. You know, we'll get a triple here now and then. We're going to get runners in position here, and we're going to score that way. And what this does is you've got a, I'm sure, loyal and passionate fan base who follows the Atlantic 10. Same thing with Conference USA. If all of a sudden Conference USA announced a deal that most of the content for the league is going to be on ESPN+, Plus, a lot of you are going to sign up and you're going to be subscribers because that's where you're going to get the content. And so that's what ESPN is doing right now. They're going to add all this content, and so they're going to pick up subscribers who follow the Atlantic 10. They're going to pick up subscribers who follow the Sun Belt. They're going to pick up Ivy League subscribers. They're going to pick up a lot of people who subscribe to following these teams. Now, that's a brilliant idea because they now know that if they offer up a lot of content, they'll get people who maybe normally they wouldn't get. Because all of a sudden, you're going to have all of this content that maybe wasn't available before. And that's why I thought Marshall was pretty smart and working out the facility, getting it in place where now they can do things like this. It's on a different platform. It's not ESPN+, Plus, but they've got the capability now to do these type of events, and they're streaming a lot more content. And... I think they're going to see that that's going to benefit them. It's not going to be a giant windfall. Not going to be that much income revenue coming in, but it's going to be something. And now you're going to have an option for all of these games. But this is really a great deal for the Atlantic 10. They're going to be on ESPN+. Plus. ESPN+, Plus is really being pushed right now. And so their content's going to be nice, easy, one-stop shopping for the fans. I think that's some of the complaints maybe right now with the way Conference USA TV is. It's not as elegant. It's not that great of a platform compared to ESPN+. It's not going to be. It just can't be. Unless they sink the money into that platform the way ESPN has done with their acquisitions and boosting up their capabilities. But I think that's where Conference USA and other leagues need to go if they're going into this. I don't know if them going out on their own, now there are partners involved, but them going out on their own compared to working out a deal with, say, ESPN. I think if you're on the platform where everybody's at, it's going to benefit you. And that's the whole argument for me. It's always been... Go where the people are. Where are the people right now watching sports? Well, it's ESPN and to some degree Fox and to some degree CBS. But go where the people are. Go where people are going to watch. 
Now, you put some games up on Facebook, you're going to get some people to watch. It makes it really easy for a lot of people to watch the game. Now, for those of you who are able to work your smart devices a little bit better than others, you'll be able to watch it on your big screen as well. But that's the thing. Conference USA right now, if I want to watch this game on the big screen, I've got to go through a different type of hoop to get it up there. I can make it happen, but it's not as elegant as opening up my Amazon Fire Stick, clicking the ESPN app. I've got my subscription. I've signed in. Here it is. There's Marshall. Click. I'm good. Or my Roku, my Apple TV, some device like that. That's probably a big complaint. And you'll see that once we get closer to this time of year where it actually means something that, hey, there's a game on I want to watch. The Marshall game, of course, the first one against Miami. It's going to be on ESPN+. Plus, So we'll experience that all together when that game takes place. But still, great deal for, I think, ESPN and the Atlantic 10. And it's good because this is going to be a great place for, look, you like golf? You'll get a few fans who pick that up. You, you Boxing? Yeah, that's going to be there as well. Of course, if you have to digest every single college basketball game you possibly can, this is going to be good for you. Um, I think there's a, a plan in place here. That's the thing. There's a strategy. And hopefully Conference USA can eventually get a piece of this. And, of course, still keep what they're doing because they are – and it's different degrees of quality, and I'm sure some of this is going to be that same because you're getting the schools who are producing these broadcasts involved, the capability. Some are doing better than others. Not everybody can have, say, a Mark Martin come and do your game if it's not being broadcast on any of the networks. Mark Martin's been doing this for a long time. He's a great broadcaster. So Marshall hasn't just got some kid off the street and put them in on some of their major broadcasts. Instead, they've got Mark Martin, a quality broadcaster. And you watch some of these other video streams. I've done that, and hopefully it's going to get better, but it's not that good. The quality kind of varies from okay to, yeah, that's all right. So it's not really a good thing. That's why I like the ESPN Plus deal or Marshall, because it's got to be a certain standard. They demand a certain standard, certain quality, a certain caliber. Good to have standards. Wish we all would have them a little bit more. So I was interested in that today. I thought I'd share. I'm hoping that maybe Conference USA eventually can get in on the action here. Right now, if you're a big fan of the Atlantic 10 or you want to watch your school play, guess what? $4.99 $4.99 for ESPN Plus, and there it is. I have not done that yet. I haven't seen anything that I want to watch, but for a lot of you, there might be something there. And $4.99, it's less than Netflix. And Netflix is right now, for I'm sure a lot of you, an essential app. It's probably the streaming service. If you're going to rank them, I'm, I'm going to guess what you have. Probably have. Netflix one, then you probably have, if you are uh, into streaming services, you might have Amazon Prime because, well, you have a Prime subscription, and then you probably have Hulu. But Netflix is that must-have app, and now ESPN is trying to be that must-have sports app. 
And there are still going to be providers who put their stuff out there, and you're not going to be charged for it. There are still conferences to do that. But if you want to get your product in front of as many eyeballs as you possibly can, you're going to make these partner deals. And I think that's great because now if you're a fan of the Atlantic 10, you get to see all of the games. You can watch the, the, the opponent for next week. You got a team that their team's going to be faced. You want to can't look at them. You can go back and watch the replay. That's going to do it for this edition. It's been a fun, short week back on Monday. I want to thank our producer, Gabriel Seller, for taking good care of us. We'll be back here to talk about what happened in the NBA game two. And of course, we got game three coming up, and then we'll lead you into game four. That's going to do it for this edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. station.